Hello and welcome to Irish Ears, a Disney fancast. Your Irish viewpoint on Disney news with a petite focus on our second home, Disneyland Paris. We are your hosts, Stuart, I'm Stuart, TLP Tips for Irish, and Megan's from Belfast and her socials are Megan Loves Magic. Let's get straight into the news as we record this on Friday 20th of October. First, we want to apologise for the massive um, gap in our recordings. We've both been very busy bunnies, particularly Miss O'Kane here, who I'm speaking to who has just come straight from the BBC back to reality here at Irish Ears. <laughs> How are you, Megan? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a busy week for uh, with the Disney 100th anniversary. I feel like it's just been kind of a whirlwind of uh, interviews and all sorts going on in the Disney community. And then obviously I'm just back from being at Disneyland and then San Francisco and stuff. So it's really been just hectic couple of weeks and i haven't had the chance to to sit down and chat but we're back and we won't leave it as long next time here we are i'm glad you know where your home is anyway but when you get famous you can think back to irish ears you were on the cover of the belfast telegraph they did a disney 100 kind of section they did on their uh, weekend magazine last uh, last saturday it came out they interviewed me and a couple of other Disney fans from Northern Ireland just to kind of get our perspective on the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company and I must say it is the kindest article that I've ever seen written about Disney adults. I was so so happy with how it turned out because normally I'm a bit iffy about doing uh, papers and things like that because I know how easy words and things can get twisted but I was approached by this while I was out in California and they seemed very genuine. So I went with the trust of my gut and it turned out really, really, really well. Yeah, I read it. And yourself, is it yourself, Neve and Toby did it? Yes. And our and friend Morel, who's a tattoo artist up in Belfast and she specializes oh, cool. in Disney designs. Oh, cool. Wow. I thought that when I read it, I thought that they really took your guy, you guys as you know your direction and the way you wanted to speak about Disney. And then just like padded it into an article as opposed to coming in with some sort of agenda, which was nice. Yeah, that was it. And even when I was doing the interview, it felt like that too. It felt like they really did genuinely want to hear what I thought and they weren't prodding me with awkward questions or trying to get me to slip up or anything like that. So it was really, really nice to be asked to take part. Lovely. So that was the start of the week. <laughs> you were in the papers <laughs> the start of the week. And then, don't mind the, the, the 100th anniversary of the company. And then today, Friday... 20th of October you were on BBC Radio Ulster and you had a big huge section talking about Disney 100 again yeah I was on BBC Talkback it was uh, a really interesting experience and they actually invited me to come down to the studio to record it as well rather than just doing it from home which was really interesting and I was on there with a Disney academic which was really interesting and a cartoonist from Belfast as well who was really keen to share what they loved about the animation side of Disney. So it was really, really nice that people from Northern Ireland and the island of Ireland, if we're being politically correct or whatever, um, <laughs> are, are getting these opportunities to do the media interviews and do the press because I feel like sometimes we do get a wee bit overlooked when it comes to the bigger opportunities. So hopefully this is the start of more doors being opened for people north and south. That's it. And maybe one day we'll have a little studio for ourselves here. I know it's not the BBC, but it's all we can do. Whenever the sponsorships are rolling in. (laughs) It'll be better than the BBC. Staying on 
the topic of all things Megan. Um, you spent an awful lot of time in September in America and in California, to I be did. exact. Where do you I want did. to start with that? Do you want to do a whole trip report or do you want to d- take your best bits? How do you- uh, I can start, I can touch on two Disney things that I did in San Francisco that people might be interested in doing if they're planning to yeah, go, go over there. It. I can do that really quick. Um, I went to Lucasfilm, which is where they make the Star Wars movies. Ooh. In San Francisco, there's actually a fountain outside Lucasfilm that has Yoda on it. Uh, If you look on the San Francisco hashtag or anything on Instagram, there's loads and loads of pictures of people at it. Um, Anyone can go and take pictures at the fountain. But we actually got invited in, which was really nice, by some of their like reception and security staff it was quite tight like you weren't allowed to go anywhere apart from the one room that they brought you into but they had lots of like film props and all the awards that the star wars films had won and you could take as many pictures and videos as as you liked in that room i was fangirling a lot i was freaking out because i was just not expecting that at all i thought it would be a very much like locked doors nobody welcome in but there was just yeah lucasfilm employees just walking in and out of the lobby and i was like this is madness uh but the main thing that I was doing that day was actually going to the Walt Disney Family Museum, which was, I actually have TikToks coming to, that shows all of that, but it's a really, really interesting experience. If you're ever in San Francisco and are hardcore Disney fans, hardcore Walt fans especially, it's very much focused on him as a person and his family life, as opposed to disney as a whole like like the disney 100 exhibition that's in london at the moment is it's more about walt himself and his inspiration and all of the pieces in that museum have been dedicated or have been donated sorry not dedicated donated uh, by the walt walt disney's own family so there's a lot of very very personal stuff in there and i feel like as someone who would consider themselves quite a hardcore disney fan i actually learned an awful lot and a lot of little Walt stories that maybe don't always get told in like in the general public eye things that you would only really find out by going there so that's definitely worth a visit if you're in the San Francisco area there we go Uh, I'm always saying that like with Walt like I count him as Irish pretty much (laughs) I was I was listening to your BBC slot today and they were talking about a lot of the obviously the Northern Irish connections and then um, I think our, fr- our friend Ashling, Happy Ever Ashling, was on RTE radio earlier on in the week and they spoke about Walt's Irish connection as well. Like, I can never remember the exact, I think it's like his great granddad was actually born mm-hmm. in Ireland from Kilkenny. Yeah. Um, but, like, as far as all the details, I can't really remember. Like, obviously, the French claim him as as Disney family, you know, but that's like a thousand years, you know. His yeah. grand his granddaddy was Irish, so um, yeah, it's very interesting. Did you know that um, all the statues of Walt he wears a clatter ring, and it's the I only piece of jewelry that. that yeah, it's the only piece of jewelry he displays. And on his partner statues, have a look at the obviously you can't see the one in Paris at the moment because it's all boarded up. Um, but you'll see on the ring on the hand that he's pointing, you know, pointing with Mickey, mm-hmm. um, he has a clatter ring. So there you go. It's a nod to his Irish heritage. I will do a super zoom. We should do. Oh, like, no. I, I I tried to do an episode with um, Andrea, you know, um, Andy's magic and snacks, 
and yeah. that whole episode got completely binned due to te- technical issues um we just oh. recorded it and then by the end of it it just it just didn't upload or whatever it didn't get recorded so i think we spoke for like 20 minutes on irish heritage to do with disney and why disney is so popular with irish people but anyway this is a complete tangent back to san francisco <laughs> <laughs> did, oh, you that was kind of it. did you do it did you do it cool in, in san francisco or just head down to anaheim <laughs> Um, we did lots of cool things in San Francisco. Uh, not all sort of Disney related. We got to just did all the touristy things. Like we explored all the different districts and the art and all the food. And we went over the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, all the stuff that, that tourists do in San Francisco. And went on a cable car. All that fun stuff. And then we went to Anaheim where Disneyland Resort is for roughly a week. We had a little day in the outlets and we did the princess breakfast adventures at the grand californian which is absolutely incredible i would highly recommend that experience to anybody who's thinking about doing it it's expensive but i think it's worth it and this is in a hotel so it's not in the park like you don't have to have park tickets like how many princesses did you meet for the money um we met Oh, was it eight? Because you were just sending loads of pictures, and I was like, oh, this is the same. Insane. This is the same sitting. <laughs> Did yeah. you eat it all? It's a totally different way of doing character dining, that experience. And I think the price tag is probably why it's done so differently. But instead of the princesses walking around the restaurant, there's like a terrace area where you go out and meet them when you have a okay. gap between your food. Like, there's some food comes out to you, and then someone's at a buffet that you can go and get yourself so you can sort of pace yourself and the princesses there's usually two on the terrace at a time and they swap every 30 minutes so we were there for about two and a half hours and we met eight <laughs> you were there princesses. all day <laughs> <laughs> i could have i could have stayed i could have just stayed That'd be um, so funny. but we it was so good and like the mix of classic and modern princesses as well was amazing because i find sometimes you know with the disneyland paris princess dining it's all very classic not yeah. all the time, but the you get, you know, like, get your Cinderella, Aurora, Snow White. It's the, you know, the older ones. Whereas at this, we managed to get ones like uh, Raya. And we had Mulan. And we had Tiana. We had, I'm trying to think who else, Rapunzel. Just the more kind of, it was a real good mix, I thought, of, like, the classics and the more modern girlies so it was really fun i would recommend it it's pricey like i said but if you're really into princesses and you don't want to stand in lines in the parks to meet the princesses if you like the lines aren't that bad anyway but if you if you've got especially if you've got wee ones who won't stand in the lines the princess breakfast is 100% worth doing because we found we only had maybe like two or three families in front of us at each queue for each princess. So you really weren't waiting long at all. And because it was such a small environment as well, like such a small intimate restaurant that you got longer with the princesses too. We had really, really good quality interactions with every single one. So that was fun. Yeah, like I always find that, particularly in Paris, like you're eating your food and then there's a character on top of you. And you have a mouthful mm-hmm. of food. That's <laughs> kind of like, can I have a bell for it to, to ring so you can come over when I'm ready for you kind of thing? Um, yes, exactly. But it's nice to stay around on a terrace. And it's nice that they had, you know, a bigger selection of princesses. Like maybe, I mean, we always forget that 
Disneyland Paris has only been owned by Disney fully for like six years. So they're plowing money into it and they're probably going to change a lot of things to get in line with the American parks, hopefully. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting getting like your viewpoint of American parks and maybe it might things in America might come back to Paris. Yeah, I think that like the, the main thing that like really shocked me was the amount that you got for the price. Because when I say how much it cost, it cost us about $175 each and that's including tax and tips. That's a really good hack, actually, or not hack, but a tip. Whenever you're doing Florida or California, don't go by the prices on the app because those are pre-tax yeah. and pre-tip. Those are not the actual prices. So it says on the app that it's $125 per person, but it's not. It's, it works out about 175 But then when you convert that back to euro, it's not that much dearer than Uber's. And you get the difference in what you get is just night and day. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I would love to fine. see the experience like in Paris and the price kind of match up a little bit more would be yeah i think it's better that seems like better value like 140 euro basically for like yeah eight princesses on your own terms two hours two and a half hours two and a half i would say oh well one day um you went to a little wee party of a little green man did you i went to the oogie boogie bash i did it was really fun i was despite i was pretty sick that night like i was not feeling my greatest but i still had a fantastic night i think it was one of the highlights still of the trip we didn't have as much luck with the rare characters this year i feel like they have like realized that everyone's trying to do everything in one night and they're now really trying to make people prioritize and like the, everyone was doing a bit shorter sets this year than last year. So you had to really pick who was important to you and stick to your guns with them. Like we met Lotso from Toy Story. He was our like number one priority. We pre-queued for him. I asked you when you were over there, but I don't think I got an answer. Amazing. Did he smell like strawberry? He did. Oh, he did. Yes. I didn't think he would. Um, I don't know whether it's his real scent or whether someone's like sprayed it or something but there was definitely a strawberry scent around Lotso. <laughs> no I it it was so authentic and he gives such good hugs so he was like our main like we must meet this character um and we also got to the, meet the Oogie Boogie Bash sorry the Oogie Boogie Bash like that happens multiple times a week does it or like you know oh, every few weeks it's like three times a week it's like Sunday Tuesday and Thursday usually because i've seen some two some vloggers you know going like nearly every week for the, for about two months oh yeah so maybe that that's what they're trying to that's what they're trying to do with the you know where you were saying that it's hard to get all the characters in one night they kind of want you yeah. to come back that's it they want like that they want money that's <laughs> that's it always it comes down to and like but, california is a real park of locals isn't it yeah it is they expect people to come more than once they've got so many magic key holders and i think key holders get discount on their park or on the oogie boogie bash tickets as well so that's kind of an incentive for people to buy more tickets if they're getting a discount on them but we also got to meet um the sanderson sisters but obviously minnie clarabelle and daisy dressed as the sanderson Amazing. sisters we got two out of three last year 
and no group photo so we decided this year we have to rectify it so we stood for like 90 minutes um to get our group photo how are you photo. still alive how are you still not in orbit after oh it was amazing like <laughs> it was fantastic and because i was dressed i had a costume i was wearing a really niche costume of okay at Oogie Boogie Bash they have this parade called the Frightfully Fun Parade and I wore the outfit that Minnie wears in the Frightfully Fun Parade so like the second we got to the front of the Sanderson sisters meet and greet Daisy and Minnie clocked it straight away and they were like all over it absolutely loved it and like all even 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 the cast members were like looking at me going who are you meant to be and like Minnie and Daisy were like what do you mean (laughs) like what what do you mean who is she meant to be um so I'm so glad Minnie knew who I was because if nobody else, I didn't care if nobody else knew who I was, Minnie knew who I was. Um, so she that was knew. really good. Yeah, she knew and we had a really good meet. And I'm trying to think who else we saw. The Kingdom Hearts characters were back, which was really, really popular. Yeah. They're like Goofy, Mickey and Donald swapping out all night in their Kingdom Hearts I always Hearts think the Mickey uniforms. outfit looks kind of like he's a like he's a pro skater or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, the costume. It is a weird costume, but he was lovely. He was a real highlight, actually, of the night, even though, like, I know a lot of people maybe wouldn't prioritise that at a party because you can meet Mickey, you know, lots of times, all to, all the time at the parks, but he was a real highlight for us, and I'm really glad we did stand in his queue. And we got Mr. Smee, I think, as well. Mr. Smee, we saw the Queen of Hearts... They just seem to throw out some really random characters around the kind of Buena Vista Street area. Prince Hans from Frozen was there. We were really trying to get him all night. Yeah. But he was on the shortest sets ever. Like, if you weren't there the second he came out, you hadn't a hope because they just kept cutting the line after, like, five people. So I think, I think Prince Hans is incredible meet and greet. Like, you know, when you think about the story and you know how he's a real baddie and he's a, he has such a turn in the movie i yeah. think that's it's an incredible meet and greet like for a face character for there's not many face male characters like villains yeah. he's a brilliant like, villain gaston is a bit one-dimensional <laughs> god love him speaking speaking of male villains though another one we loved wasn't really a meet and greet but he had a treat trail so you go around this like little trail area and as you go around the different corners cast members just throw sweets into your bag like you get an insane amount of sweets america but there was one that they did oh america crazy but they did this one with uh, judge doom from who framed roger rabbit and I'm, I'm gonna upload the video on instagram because he was just amazing and he had us all like chanting and everything he was do- doing this whole big act but it was that was you know a script but at the same time if anyone shouted up to him he would incorporate it into the trip or into his script yeah so he had us all shouting and punching the air and shouting destroy the tunes destroy the tunes i think that was the first is this the first like time he's been at a park i I think so i think so i've seen the videos i don't want to spoil them but like obviously anyone's seen the movie like he dips a little cartoon into acid and things like this so he's like it's proper like cartoon but like proper villain do you know like he's not just yeah a soft villain if you get me like you you dread like meeting him and like he looked pretty crazy in in the in the videos that i've seen oh yeah he was like i wasn't brave enough to 
interact with them. I was just watching. I didn't want to like risk being picked on. But one we did interact with, we did interact with quite a few of them. Um, this time we got Madame Mim from um, Sword in the Stone. She was mental. She was just unhinged. She was kind of tucked <laughs> away. So she wasn't the easiest person to find. But we were kind of meeting her as the first parade was going past. And she was just hurling abuse at the stilt walkers and stuff that were going past just trying to put them off like we didn't know what to do she was really fun highly recommend getting to meet her if you ever can and mother gothel was fun and we got to see oogie boogie we did see quite a lot like we did see quite a lot of characters in this sort of treat trail setting oh we're still eating them we're still we're (laughs) still getting through them it's such a cultural difference isn't it because like they literally have probably laws in France against that. Do you know mm-hmm. that they can't give out sweets like that? And it's it's one of it's the ones I get asked a lot on the like with by by guests for going to Disneyland Paris. You know whether there's trick or treating in the parks at Halloween or at the Halloween parties. Whether they do trick or treating, and I'm like, no, 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 sweetie. Actually, actually, just today or tomorrow they've started up this like M and M's, um, kind of haunted house situation in disney Mm -hmm. village so maybe they're trying to eke their way into the parks and stuff with treats and sweets so hopefully they have a um, sponsorship with mars in america so i wouldn't be surprised if that's like because all the sweets that we got like the majority of the sweets that we got were like m&m's mars bars twixes like everything was under that kind of mars brand yeah that's fine with me yeah suits me when they announced the Mars um, partnership with Paris about two months ago. Oh, they've already thought, done it. I missed yeah, it. Yeah, my first, my first thought was like, oh, can we get rid of, rid of Nutella now, please? <laughs> <laughs> because like the Mars do this like, you know, chocolate spread for like pancakes or whatever. And that would just work fine, please. Because I hate Nutella. But anyway. Everyone's over Nutella now anyway. It's everyone's just everywhere in Paris. It's just like, oh, you want what Mickey waffles? Nutella. You want breakfast? Nutella. You want a crepe? Nutella. Nutella. Like, <laughs> everything is Nutella. So, yeah, like, I'm sure we're not doing... I can't wait for the rest of your, your content on your trip. Like, I'm, I'm sure we're not doing, like, justice oh. to... Like, you're, I was texting you all throughout, obviously, and you were just coming back with these absolute amazing moments and pictures and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, if you haven't just... caught up with Megan's socials yet, be sure to get on her TikTok and her Instagram over the next few weeks. There's still loads to come, loads and loads to come that I just haven't got around to editing yet. Like restaurants, quick services, meet sure, and greets. You're too, you're too famous these days. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm lucky to have busy, you here. I've been too busy plugging the 100th anniversary to actually get any of the, the content that I sort of shot myself out. Yeah. So hopefully um, over the next couple of weeks, I'll have a bit more time to, to edit more Disneyland stuff and it'll tide me over until my next dlp trip great stuff like it's definitely a place it's definitely my next disney park it's california i just don't know when maybe if we put the kids up for adoption or something i hope they don't listen to this podcast um, d23 yeah. come to d23 <laughs> oh like i'm there you know i it's not there's nothing else apart from the fact that i have chosen to produce children is keeping me, <laughs> keeping me from from going to uh the california park because like as you know like florida is like you know a good a good 
two or three week holiday you can't just nip over to florida but it's yeah. actually pr- pretty ironic that you can skip past florida to california and do like three four five days in california and really feel like a, gr- a great trip you've had yeah. so Big i feel that like disney's heart is more so in i know this is gonna upset people but it's more so in california than florida at the moment i so, think so um think i've so. made a few enemies <laughs> saying that um, ah, but, sure oh one thing know, i did for one thing i must say that i ca- have to get out and you will you'll know i've already spoke to you about this but mickey and minnie's runaway railway yes. needs to come to paris immediately that is like it's a stellar ride like i have never been on a ride that has brought me so much joy in my life and there is no reason why paris cannot have it like there really isn't it's so good there's even space for it if you if you were to bulldoze the meet mickey mouse um building which has no real function because it's just meeting one character so that could be anywhere in the park and like it's a lovely don't get me wrong lovely location you know but you only end up meeting Mickey in a tiny little backstage room. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a stage with TVs and stuff. and But the whole building is basically a queue line. So, I mean, that's a fantastic ride from what I've seen online. And it's just so, it's so modern yet so classic. And it's crazy, isn't it? Like, it's... It, it's it makes no sense. There's bits of it no. that just make no sense whatsoever. But that's the beauty of it. And it's quite like, it's not like a gentle ride either. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's not been on it. But there is a certain... You're kind of, it's a trackless ride and you kind of go from room to room and there's one room that is just absolute mayhem and when you go on the ride after listening to this podcast you know exactly <laughs> which room it is when you get in it <laughs> but like it is so much fun and I think it should be in all the parks around the world because it's Mickey and Minnie they've got the ride they deserve and I think people in Paris would really enjoy it I think it would be a big hit yeah but then probably half the ride would be in French so who knows the song it's only a song i think yeah, the true. So- it, it, there's not too much speaking in it it's if we can it, deal with small world work. we can deal it with could, right away it it can be done it can be done for sure yeah amazing stuff so yeah can't wait for all that content can't wait for hearing when you're going back next <laughs> and <laughs> um yeah i will happily skip over if it, like i think irish ears on location podcast from california i think if the people want it um we're gonna have to carry that sword and do it yeah yeah just for the people for the people for the people right so back to news closer to home we haven't been online here in about five weeks so there's an awful lot of news to get through Mm -hmm. and we're gonna skip over all the little like the fact that there was maybe a new brick laid in a certain you know part of disneyland paris and go for the big (laughs) Go for the big, uh, the, big the big boys. So we haven't talked about, I don't think we've talked about Disneyland Hotel. We have a bit. A little bit? We we have a bit, but not, um, I think there's been more has been released since we last spoke about it. There's been more in-depth detail released since yeah. we last spoke about it. So even this week, we got a huge big fact sheet, 12-page fact sheet about the hotel. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's not really any more new information. Um, I just literally before this podcast started, I was on the Facebook group helping or not uh, helping. Just someone was asking about the princess for a day, and yeah. that looks as, as if it's going to be hotel guests only because it's booked through the concierge at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're obviously trying to 
they're just trying to soft open these things i suppose yeah and making it feel special for the guests but like i said to andrea on the dlp clubhouse podcast which i had to do mm-hmm. while you were away <laughs> of course um i think that they have completely hit the nail on the head with what this hotel you know obviously the costs and the price are extremely prohibitive for a lot of families and and guests um but i often thought that the kind of upper ends now i'm not part of these upper ends but the upper ends of kind of i suppose it's like not to be crass but just wealth in paris and in europe like the, yep. there's nothing like for the ultra wealthy and this like when i say ultra wealthy i'm talking about like people with you know reasonably good corporate jobs or whatever like you know family income of two to three hundred grand and that's an awful lot for like in my head but yeah. that might that is a, there's a lot of people with that salary in europe or whatever so like this is a place for them to spend their money and be, and get a, a higher um higher experience at the parks like i know it's terrible that you know you're spending more money getting a higher experience but at the end of the day all these new parks are a business not a charity so maybe if more people are meeting the princesses in castle club and in the ten thousand euro per night royal suite yeah um there'll be more room for us in Prince's Pavilion, which exactly. is going to be free still, you know? I know. And I think as well, like some people, you know, use the Disneyland Hotel as like a once in a lifetime treat. So it is a huge thing for them to be spending that much money on a hotel stay. So I do think that it's important that there are a good amount of hotel guest only privileges to justify that cost as well. Yeah. I know it's annoying for people who are staying off site and who would like to do these experiences as well or even people are staying in different hotels on site like myself included I'll probably never stay in the Disneyland hotel but like it when you think about it from a you know justifying the price perspective if I'm paying that amount of money I would like some exclusive benefits that not just anyone can do or else you know what's the point in staying there and it it is the one thing that I'm I'm always frustrated about the access. There's there's an awful relationship with princess access in Disneyland Paris, as you know, mm-hmm. that doesn't suit the cast members, doesn't suit the guests, and doesn't suit like the business, I suppose. In that, you know, it's really hard to to get to, get to meet princesses in Disneyland Paris without queuing for an hour and a half or paying ninety euro for three princesses and a very mediocre meal. So, the fact that you can now say they say okay you want to see them here's the cost and you're going to get way more princess access for the cost for the money so like hopefully yeah it just balances out everything makes it all you know i i loved it i loved the hotel before because i never stayed stayed there before it was shut down i used it as a kind of a a massive sofa (laughs) yeah so like when we got wrecked in the parks and it's just there at the gates so we just stumbled in to the hotel found the nearest sofa and you know probably got a few drinks or went to inventions or whatever but it was definitely just so nice that you had a bit of luxury that was so close to the parks because i feel that like hotel new york it's just beyond disney village so you're kind of going oh sure i'm here i might as well be in sequoia I might as well be in newport yeah there's nothing special about the location of hotel new york even though the hotel i've never stayed there either but the hotel is really nice inside and from yeah. everyone who stayed there says that it's a step above anything else but Disneyland Hotel is going to be another step above everything else. 
some of the concepts are a bit strange like this deluxe room with the nighttime ritual have you seen this yeah so they have this canopy which someone got promoted over that idea because <laughs> it's so strange it's like, bizarre i don't know whether you like press a button or like you clap in the room or something and there's a light situation going on in the roof with like this like fabric canopy and it's meant it's magic i don't know like it's such the disneyland interesting hotel. yeah disneyland hotel in california obviously has the, the classic um fireworks at, behind the the bed frame do you know yeah yeah um so i think they were going for that vibe and maybe it's gonna work i don't know it's just the word like the bedtime ritual just makes it sound a bit cult-like <laughs> so i'm like what is it what is this gonna be but um i suppose all will be revealed come january when the first set of guests stay in it and provide us with the the youtube videos to that's it show us what this yeah. ritual is all about yeah, I shall be staying there, but I won't be getting the ritual. <laughs> I had to go for this. I had to, well, maybe my own personal ritual, but I had to go for the cheapest room in the whole place just to get in the door. So um, I'm hoping to bring y'all a bit of firsthand uh, content and coverage. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. I can't wait. Because like I said, I've never even stayed at Hotel New York. So I'm actually doing Hotel New York one night and then mm-hmm. Disneyland Hotel the next night. <laughs> just like my mind's blown with this because like i didn't stay on site for i did the maths like 20 years or something up until mm-hmm. last january where i stayed in santa fe and then sequoia the next month and then newport bay in may and now to be staying in these two hotels is just like i don't know my mind hasn't uh processed it just yet so we'll see i don't i don't look too ahead to these things because they can often get cancelled for reasons unknown uh, oh no, we'll not put that it. out. We won't We're put that out there. The... No. Um, right, so Disneyland Hotel. Yeah, there's nothing really else to say about it. Like everyone's excited. The cast members got a got a got a good preview there. Um curiously enough, they did this preview of a table situation with lights. Mm-hmm. That everyone thought that it was meant to be for Lumiere's restaurant, which is the 120 euro night table service restaurant. But like DLP report, for example, said that it's not expected that this is part of your meal. Like, this is not going to happen. This was just for the preview. So, yeah, a little bit strange now there because, like, a lot of people shared that, like, from the likes of Cave of Wonders, Cave of Wonders and things like that. Like, they Mm -hmm. they shared it across social media without context. And then it ended up, obviously, in Disneyland Paris Tips for Irish Facebook group. Yep. And everyone was saying that, oh, I can't wait for the hotel to open like to see this. And this is apparently a, quite a common thing in very high-end restaurants across the world, which I have no idea about. But people more learned than me tell me that, you know, you go to high-end, you know, five-star, like I'm thinking like Dubai probably restaurants, and there's light situations on the tables is a common thing. Do you know where right, okay. your, your meal comes alive with lights oh. and like yeah i don't know that's if a great Empire's idea i'm gonna, gonna find uh, the money like i don't know i don't know it's not very good like you know it would be great marketing if it was actually going to happen but i think it's it's all going to backfire though now that it's been kind of shared everywhere to make people think that that's what they're going to get when they book into that restaurant it's, well maybe they'll find the money somewhere and they'll they'll, they'll bring it in or something because i, th- I think for like 120 euro a night 
or sorry, 120 euro per person for that restaurant. And you get to meet a royal couple, do you know? Mm. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Like, a lot of things we've been underwhelmed with DLP recently and they've surprised us. Yeah. Um, moving on to one of those, oh, this is a lovely segue, the villainous <laughs> annual pass party night, which there was absolutely nothing promised for this party. Um, we were given the most low-key program it was basically you're going to do a quasi treasure hunt with stickers and there was no mention of meet and greets um there was maleficent kind of opening and closing the show and good luck to you and we're all going um what what like like this is this is the low point and then the night itself was fantastic everybody who i've uh, talked to who was there that night felt it was fantastic i thought that the there was just so many villains out that none of the like cues as far as like it was all selfie spots but the characters were major majorly um interacting with guests you know it wasn't as if like oh no they were taking they were keeping their distance and the selfie spots were these kind of weird you know covid selfie spots i uh, so six, char- six meters or yeah. six, two meters the characters were feet. like all over you like i'm sure people might have seen my little reel with uh the tremaine girls and lady tremaine and it was so interactive um like um the sheriff nottingham was out you know and and uh, hades was out like 10 foot tall hades and i can't even remember who else was out but it was like loads of jump scares in skull rock and stuff like that and weird food situation again (laughs) yeah but like what are you gonna do yeah but um I didn't stay for the closing um, thing because I valued put more value on a taxi rather than Maleficent just setting off a few very low-level fireworks. Um, yeah, so understandable. That was grand. And my, like I said, my six-year-old lasted until 2 a.m. So I was very, very happy with that. But yeah. What like, a star. What a star at that age to last through to I 2 a.m. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, we did have a little rest when we got to the hotel. Um, mm-hmm. So, but still unbelievable unbelievable work well done um <laughs> that whole weekend was nuts it was crazy like that was the friday night and then the saturday was the end of the 30th anniversary and i have never experienced an atmosphere or emotion like i experienced that day in the parks because like just the buzz from the queue going in everyone was there for the for, for like just to say goodbye to dream and shine brighter and there was four shows on that saturday and like people staked out their spots for the whole day and so oh four shows in a row and like every single every single performance of dream shine brighter was extra do you know they got all they got all the dancers back from the two seasons of dream shine brighter they had extra uh, daytime fireworks and the kind of powder fireworks off yeah. the castle um there was like we we stumbled upon uh these lovely guests who were doing like just face painting for other guests in the park oh that's in, nice like in the plaza just like such an atmosphere like i walked around did the little circle in front of the castle there about three or four times and every time i walked around i was like bumping into new people who i who i know from instagram or whatever and ev- it was like some sort of mecca situation where like everyone knew to be there that weekend and everyone was on board which was having a great time and there was very little rides had there was no characters met <laughs> but yeah i'd say if you went there like and you didn't know 
that you were booking that weekend like imagine like some random family like books that weekend and there's this you know happy riot in <laughs> around the castle all day i'm sure they had like they must have had a great time though in terms of like ride queue times yes. and stuff like that because if everyone was staking out around the castle and up and down main street all day like people aren't on the rides big time big time but yeah like um what can you say it was a moment in time to know there's a million youtube videos out there of everyone's perspective and yeah it was just incredible like dream and shine brighter has been like we haven't really wrapped up the 30th anniversary on this podcast so like mm. for me like i've obviously listened to a lot of opinions about it and stuff like that but like the main thing about it really was that how good disneyland paris struck the tone of like a post-pandemic party yeah Do you know with a monkey see what I mean, and ready for the ride and which i had to like fight other parks for that song as well <laughs> which is crazy sure that disneyland paris I'm sure won, they did you know? yeah they, they won iconic um, and yeah what can you say like like there was like the drone situation is now speaking of iconic is now like synonymous with disneyland paris and every time there's a like every time there's it like for example the other night when they had a d100 uh we haven't got onto that yet but like people were expecting drones because that's just what disneyland paris do now yeah and didn't happen and a lot of people were upset by that and we're just being completely spoiled by like the drone team at Disneyland Paris but like I don't know anything about it but I'm telling you there's way more to come from the drone yeah. team at Disneyland Paris you ain't seen nothing yet I think um, when the new Symphony of Colour one um starts up early next year I think it's going to be amazing and I think big time. that the, the team they have now deserve the break after the 30th anniversary <laughs> and Bastille Day and every and par the night and everything else they've been doing like let them have a wee minute and then come See, back like, with it, everything isn't else. Isn't it genius? Because like the Main Street Electrical Parade, the problem with that for me was always that it was a parade. Because like, as in, you had to sit in the one spot for ages and then watch things go past you. And then, whereas if you translate that to the sky, everyone can see it at the yeah. one time. And you can create landscapes and, you know, with the music and everything, you can you can tell a story. Whereas parades kind of, do you know where you kind of roll in and you can kind of hear the music coming and you can't really tell a story with a parade well the best mm -hmm. ones you can but like i think that it's made for a drone show like the main street situation i can't wait to see it it's gonna be amazing. um yeah and then we had those amazing um farewell drones um the night of 30 september as well mm -hmm. where they had like mercy and thank you written and they had dreams written up in uh, the dreams logo yeah it was just surprise after surprise Class. it was fantastic i had a great time it was i feel like i was best. there it's still yeah. all over my it's, it's still all over my tiktok for you page even now like weeks later i'm still getting finale performances of dream and shine brighter on my tiktok yeah because i've never seen like i hey does this tiktok talk excuse me does this tiktoker called ethan maris and this guy has blown my mind as to what tiktok is capable of so he's a streamer and he came to Disneyland Paris for three or four weeks and just streamed all day, every day. Like, just like nonstop. So he had a power bank on his phone all day, just on TikTok, answering questions, you know, just chatting to his, his like, over 100,000 followers. But I caught him 
Um, I wish you could record the streams, but they just go and then they're gone. Um, I caught him. We were walking out of the parks on the 3rd of September. And it was in Town Square. And we had just waved goodbye to the characters in their 30th anniversary outfits for the last time. And I met him a few times over the past few days because he's a raven ginger. <laughs> yeah. And when I saw him, I was like, you have to be Irish. I have to find you and give you a badge, you know, an Irish badge. And he was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm pretty sure that I have some Irish in me, but like, whatever, here we go. So I found him, gave him a badge. And then he's a lovely lad. And, you know, he's all about Disney. He was skipping from Paris, like a month in Paris. He then skipped to Oogie Boogie Bash. Then he went to Olani, and then he's now on a cruise around Australia or something. Like, <laughs> all about Disney. Anywho's. Just right. Um, I met him in the town square as we were leaving. And I said to him, because he's obviously American. And, like, I said to him, you know, Disneyland Paris is not perfect. It's not perfect in a lot of ways. It's far from perfect in a lot of ways. But have you ever seen a day like today? Or have you ever heard of a day like today in any other park? And he put down his little tripod and he said hang on y'all i gotta say this i gotta say this right <laughs> and he was like he went on a big huge rant about how the community of disneyland paris fans had got behind the anniversary and how you know all these people had made their own outfits to emulate the dancers and how just there was just huge sense of community and ownership with the fans with the productions and that you just don't get this in other parks and he, he couldn't put his finger on why it happened in paris or like you know because we don't don't speak english like we don't have if you get bumped you get your ankles taken off you by a by a by a buggy in paris and you turn around oh, yeah. the person is probably not going to be able to say speak to you in english so no. how does this happen that you know i just i don't know it's magic really it just sums it all up what disney's all about it's magic it just it was a moment in time and um, that's why I think sorry to get onto that segue that's why I think that you were seeing all this um, end of anniversary coverage on TikTok and in your For You page because you just don't see that in other parks yeah. and there's so, many, so much stuff that Florida, California, Shanghai, Tokyo Japan are way better at Paris than doing but they they couldn't match that and that's why I think they went kind of every bit of content about like my biggest ever i don't do tiktok really i don't <laughs> i just not it's just not my thing but i throw up a video now and again and the video that i put up of um just dream and shine brighter the last one like did my best ever reviews on tiktok so that just goes to show anything that you were touching to do with that end of anniversary it just went went wild on tiktok so all power to disneyland paris and all power to the cast members who absolutely smashed it and just magic was incredible we will miss it. We will miss it. But the same people are going to be, as you said, doing Symphony of Colors in January. Yep. The same people put together probably, like I, I always say, the, 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 the Together show feels like the same people did that, that did yeah. a lot of the, ter- the anniversary stuff. So if the same people, I know David Duffy has It's like the David off. Duffy team, isn't it? Like yeah, that. well, like, yeah, he can't, he's actually back for that weekend. Um, I took a picture of him. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> but um, no, he was back for that weekend. Like he was standing up at the production hut. And, you know, do you remember Bob Iger's face when he came over and he was with a Starbucks cup and he was oh. watching the Shine Brighter? And it was freezing cold, but he was like, yeah, I get this. I dig it. Yeah. Wow. You know? Yeah. Um, in his wee cardigan and everything. Yeah. Uh, God love cardigan, him. Cardigan. Cardigan king. God love him. 
Um, so then the next day after that was Halloween, and just in general, like, um, I think the highlight of the Halloween festival so far has been for me just seeing the content. I was there for only a few hours on the first of October, so unfortunately they put the Halloween, uh, Mickey's Halloween celebration like further back. I expected that to be at lunchtime, mm. the first showing of it, and it was actually at half three four. So I did my maths wrong, and I my flight was at like six, so I couldn't catch it. But uh-huh. like the park looks great. The, f- the beginning of October was really warm in the parks as well, so that was kind of weird. But now it's cold, rainy, and like for me, the highlight of the content so far is Jack and Sally. I see a yes. lot of people have like met them, and do you know what I love? I love about Sally, and this is my might come across completely the wrong way. What I want to say here, but just take me at face value here. I love that Sally is not a princess. Do you know? Like when I'm when I'm looking at Sally meeting characters and whatever that like it's clearly not a cast member who's also a princess. <laughs> and yes. I love that. I just I just love that 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 it's just you know, the vibe meeting in front of Phantom Manor, like like we always talk about the fact that California has a Halloween overlay. Do you know like like my before Christmas overlay? Yeah. We didn't talk yes. about that. Sorry, we'll go back to that. How was that? in california oh, oh it's incredible i've never actually i like i've been to california disneyland three times now and i've never once been on the regular haunted mansion <laughs> i've only <laughs> ever been on the haunted mansion holiday but it's like one of our all-time favorites like we went on it so many times it's just incredible it's like the way that they can gut an entire ride and redo it in a couple of weeks and they do it every year without fail. Incredible. Definitely, like, something that I would love to see one day come to Paris. But, like, it won't. I've accepted I, like, it. It's crazy that, like, um, I'm thinking Phantom Matter. Haunted Mansion in California. That was, like, an OG ride, wasn't it? So that's, like, 65 mm-hmm. years old. And I don't feel like it's much different. Like, when you think of that, there's a lot of scenes that is in their Haunted Mansion that are the same as in Phantom Manor yeah they've got you know they've got the ballroom scene and they have um the you know the stretching rooms all the same there's this the uh the doom buggies just all going around the like houses and things like that a lot of it is the same and madame leota all that's there so someday maybe yeah well like i have it would be nice I'm way too optimistic about Paris <laughs> over the next few years because I'm, I'm looking ahead at like, you know, this 2023, right? Right up to kind of Mickey's birthday, Mickey and Minnie's birthday in 2028. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yeah, sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, I should say Minnie and Mickey. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I just see five years of like a, like a huge, it's, it's a corporate word now, but pipeline of magic coming mm-hmm. that like there's so much to celebrate over the next five years um that why not like why not now that this is this is the kind of second the second five years of um burbank owning paris so why not dream big is my my thoughts really like for mini 100 i will be swigging around the flagpole <laughs> like i'm ready for mini 100 i'm ready <laughs> that's so funny you're gonna like polka dot week polka dot year imagine I'll be there. Yeah, leading it. I know you will. I know you will. The, like the only the only question I have is that will they have a restraining order in time for that? It, they're probably writing it. It's probably being filed <laughs> right now. <laughs> um yeah, so 
obviously we have um this is now 20th of october halloween night's gonna be an extended night i'm hoping to get this podcast out tomorrow so yeah this is gonna be very relevant and um yeah it's gonna be extended night we don't know what to expect as regards to an enhanced night 1am closing time Mm. is all that i know is yeah and you can't do you can't do fireworks at 1am no so i don't know are they gonna have dreams on earlier or i don't know we shall see i don't know um speaking of though what you were saying there about like the next five years and stuff of coming up to mickey minnie's next birthday i would actually really love to see halloween at disneyland paris get a big overhaul like Mm. christmas did a couple of years back because i feel like i haven't been to disneyland paris for halloween for a couple of years now but i've seen it all (laughs) already They haven't, they've had the same kind of copy and paste Halloween season for a couple of years, which works for a couple of years, but I think it would be great to see it get the treatment that the Christmas season got and get them a nice shiny new parade, some new Halloween costumes for the characters, a new Halloween song. I think that would really take Disneyland Paris to the next level for Halloween, because I do think what they do, they do quite well, but for returning guests and pass holders i think it just needs maybe brought a bit more up to date yeah definitely like i i think that paris maybe more so than other parks with the exception of the asian parks use the pandemic as a bit of a uh, they bought some time with their parades and stuff yeah i think you know, they, you know, they i think we have another i think we're looking forward to another year of stars on parade at least and but i have heard in the grapevine now obviously we don't get into rumors here and don't book your holiday based on any rumors you hear on this podcast please no but um i think this is the last year of um uh vive la vie and that parade yeah that would be good i love it but like need something new yeah and again this is just like you know grapevine stuff rumors blah blah they get their legs you know purple monkey dishwasher um, I could be talking absolute horse, but someone told me that. So take it or leave it. Um, it's nobody connected with the company. Um, and yeah, like I we've talked about in our in our twenty four seven DM chat. <laughs> that, yeah. You know, like use your imagination for Frontierland. Like I love the way they have the cocoa kind of overlay as you call it, but like they really could go to town. Like imagine if they closed Big Thunder for a week or two um early september like right after the 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 um school holidays yeah and they reopened kind of frontierland they can't really close the whole thing down but if they reopened big thunder with a halloween overlay like imagine yes. how good big, big thunder could be with a halloween overlay and yeah. big thunder is looking at perhaps um some major renovations re- uh, coming up soon so they could use that to kind of plan out an easy kind of you know the way like lego blocks you know like they could use it to plan an overlay yeah what an overlay slot. could look like exactly because you have to plan these things for logistics and stuff so yeah yeah if they could slip in a bit of an overlay into phantom manor i do think that phantom manor is a bit more of a masterpiece of a ride than haunted mansion so probably in paris they're like oh no we don't touch our masterpieces <laughs> but 
Um, I think imagine if you went through the the caves and the tunnels in Big Thunder, and it was all purple and green, and it had ghosts coming at you. And I just link so well with the whole team of Frontierland, who, by the way, our mutual friend Andrea and these magic and snacks did an absolute banger of a podcast uh, this week um, on DLP Clubhouse podcast, where she went through the um, history of Frontierland and Thunder Mesa. So if you want to listen to 30 minutes of narration of the story, then definitely hop on over to the DLP Clubhouse podcast for that. Um, but yeah, so the like Frontierland, as we know, has this amazing storyline and they, they should bring it more into like Halloween type atmosphere um, for Halloween. And I think they could get away with a two month Halloween in Paris. I think four weeks. I think so. They can't really commit to anything too big. And I think that's part of like their reason for not doing the overhaul. They're like, oh, it's only four weeks. Whereas like Christmas tends to be like six or seven. So they're more like like more keen to refurb that. I think if they were having running a longer Halloween season, there's definitely room to fit more in for sure. Yeah. For sure. Like judging by the popularity of the villains AP night, I know it took like a week to sell out, which is unusual. But I just think that annual pass... Um, slash Disneyland pass sentiment is isn't great at the moment with the price increases. <laughs> yeah. So like that's why I think it took a bit longer and the lack of a program and everyone thought that it was going to be a 30th anniversary wrap up party and they just sprung this villains night out of nowhere. Um, so that's why it took a bit a bit longer. Um, people are reluctant to spend the money when there's no program. Yes. Like I know I understand why Disneyland Paris don't release the program in advance kind of sometimes but equally if i'm i'm the same though like even with the pride events and stuff if i don't know who the headliner is why am i spending like 90 euro or whatever it is on a ticket if i don't know who the headliner is you know yeah yeah it's it's hard to make people part with their money when they don't know what they're getting especially when sometimes their events can be quite hit and miss like you do some absolute corkers and then some really fall flat so it's a lot of money to kind of spend. Yeah, like the there was the difference was night and day between that March AP event where they had the adventures, you know, the kind of the pirates and princesses came back in March this year. Yeah. Um, but that whole night was a mess, I found. And um they still lean too heavily into French um like this sounds very Irish now, but just like the French language um situation whereby yeah. none of the like they bring out who the name escapes me now they always escape me jimmy ocean and betty Betty rose Rose. yeah yeah they come out and they don't speak a word of english and they have english because they speak english on the showtime youtube uh, shows yeah but they get up on the stage and like they're incredible i don't know i don't know their their history or whatever why they're so connected to disneyland paris i I don't know are these guys performers in, in in france are they famous in france i don't know these things (laughs) um but like it's just a heavy reliance on french uh language and it really this is going to lead into our next point but it really isolates and um you know puts off and it's not just the anglophiles you know the irish people english people yeah um uk people it's not just us like english whether you like it or not is like the common language not only of europe because it feels like English is everyone's like second or third language. Yeah. But of, this sounds a bit big headed now, but of Disney globally, 
like Disney is an American company. Um, if you want to, you know, go up the ranks in Disney, you have to speak English, whether you like it or not, because you're going to end up in America at some stage. And there's no good going over there if you don't have any English. So how they feel that you can just have a whole night whereby there's no English at all, like treasure hunts where you're meant to follow an app and stuff like that, that's not in, that's not in English. It's just crazy. Like when, in a world of Google Translate and AI and stuff like that, like how oh, easy no. is, this, is this stuff? Um. So yes, moving on to the disappointment of... Uh, <laughs> the isolation of of non-locals um just today and it's the first time we've had a podcast where we've we're recording the podcast on the day that news has broken we have a christmas night ap party to take place on thursday the 30th of november <laughs> i can't believe i'm saying this thursday it's going to be another late night soiree so you're looking at like 2 a.m finish mm-hmm. it's christmas themed which you know is a bit of a lazy boring well like it's very easy to do when you're in the middle of a christmas season season. and exactly like you're coming over for your once a year trip or holiday whatever like i don't know 90 percent of the revenue at disneyland park is families so i always gear towards that when i'm talking about them Mm -hmm. but like if you're over there for like three or four nights with your family or whatever like you're not going to bother with a 2 a.m party and then if you're a local, um, let's say local prison, um, you then have to stay up until 2 a.m. on a Thursday night. And then to get home. You're going to have to get home. You're going to have to take Friday off work. You know, we're, we're not all creatives. We're not all, you know, <laughs> we don't all work our own our own work schedule, unfortunately. Like, there's a lot of office workers in Paris who are mega Disney fans. And I just don't know what they were thinking. Like, clearly... There's an awful lot of corporate parties in Disneyland Paris throughout November and December. Like, look at the timelines that DLP Report put out. And, like, nearly every Friday is an early close at Disneyland Park because of some corporate event. So they had to just pick a night, and they probably picked the Thursday thinking that closest thing to a Friday. But, like, a 2 a.m. finish also rules out pretty much every child owner of an annual pass yep yep which pay exactly the same money for your 700 euro gold disneyland pass as you know the, uh, the likes of me and you millennial uh <laughs> um you know regular park goers so they've just done a, a bit of an isolation job on this and i i, I can't see it i've just taken a, a kind of a temperature of the comment sections today and an awful lot of people are unhappy an awful lot yeah. of French-speaking people are unhappy, which is strange because they're the only people who can make it pretty much. Like, unless you happen to have a trip over those days, like, for me personally, I'd have to take two days off work and then all the cost of going over and whatever. And it's going to be very cold, lads. <laughs> it's very cold. <laughs> 2 a.m. Oh, yeah. The end of November. So, yeah, like, um, I don't know where this is. I hope this is not like I'm. I'm a very optimistic person, but I just about Disneyland Paris, but I just feel like um, this one has started off wrong. Like it, it looks like it might be the reason I put a post today and I put a bell singing something there in the background, but because they had the you know the bell jar over at the castle it was yeah. the the graphic that we got, 
and in the background of the picture was uh, Bell and Beast embracing. Mm-hmm. So if it's a specific Bell themed night, that could be something special. <laughs> um, but it just feels like a Christmas night. Like, are they going to have Santa out at 2 a.m.? I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that there, that it is literally just because there is a corporate event on and this is the only time they could do. I hope this actually isn't the start of them trying to do midweek parties and stuff. It's just not going to be practical for people. And I'm just, I'm very curious whenever the tickets come out to see how quickly they sell how many people actually do buy it because you know the way sometimes people go oh that's ridiculous that's a joke i'm not buying those tickets and then buy them anyway right there yeah like it's like it's like with the disneyland pass it's like the disneyland annual passes as well like people saying oh these are a joke i'm not buying that and then they renew so i'm just interested to see if people actually do actually not buy them or i don't know yeah We'll see. It's the, whole, it's the Ryanair uh, argument, isn't it? That like, you know, I'm never flying Ryanair again. And then like, you look at the f- the price of flights and you're like, okay, I'm going Ryanair. Actually, I'll go Ryanair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the same thing with the Disneyland Pass, actually. Like, I know it's massively bumped up in price and the perks went down. But if you want to, if you want to go to the parks 20 days of the year, you know, it's still a great value. I'm sorry. Yeah. It just is. But yeah, I think these, these party nights, um, do you know, it's it's like it's kind of hard work is not the right um, word, but it's it's a bit of effort for me personally. Obviously, dragging around a six year old till two a.m. Yeah. But like, it's a bit of effort to be out that late as someone as old as me and you are. Like, obviously, I'm older than you. Um, not giving away the not ages. by much. No, not by much. Um, um, but yeah, it's a bit of effort. You know, like I would much prefer if you were at magic wand, like bippy boppy boo. I want these parties to start at like 5 or 6 p.m. Yeah. And then to finish at like midnight. I don't want to go till 2 a.m. It's just 2 a.m. Does, 2 a.m. does not exist in my life anymore unless I'm dispensing Calpol and stuff like that. So like. I don't even I have don't... children in 2 a.m. doesn't exist for me anymore. <laughs> like I am an old lady. Yeah. So yeah, we shall see. Like I know all power to it. You know, I do hope that... Um, that they have success with it. I don't want this now because they've had to do it on a Thursday night. I don't want this being a failure. And then the suits in Paris saying, "Well, look, nobody wants these parties, so we're not going to bother doing them anymore." Ugh. That would be the worst situation because I think that the if Natasha is listening, hello, and Natasha Hi, has Natasha. been listening. Natasha has been listening recently. I think you'll find that today there was news of Cable Cookout moving to Click and Collect. And I posted. I posted exactly a month ago. While I was in the parks, I was like, at Natasha Rafalski, um, can we please get Click and Collect for Kebba Cookout? I also said that day, can we please get Single Rider for Big Thunder Mountain somehow? I know that the logistics don't work, really, yeah, because there's no space for the queue line, but I think it should happen. I think there's an awful lot of single, a lot, lot of seats wasted on Big Thunder Mountain. Um, but Natasha obviously listens to this, and Natasha, please don't take this Christmas night that you're putting on a Thursday night, a school night, don't take that as the enthusiasm lost by annual pass holders for these parties because the villain's night, even though it was plan B, was incredible. So thank you for that night and please 
give us a good annual pass party again in like February or March. Wouldn't a Paddy's Day annual pass party be unbelievable? Unreal. <laughs> I can't believe how far into this podcast episode we've got without giving Natasha a shout out. She's usually like straight in there. Well, if Natasha like wants to come on the podcast, you know, we can waive we can waive the charges that we do for promotion. Um, yeah. and you know, we can have her on. We know um, times are tough money wise. Speaking of Natasha, actually, I did notice that our good friend, our good mutual friend, which I, I think we're friends now at this stage, we're pretty much besties at this stage, Brett Iwan, was in oh, yeah. was in Disneyland Paris about 10 days ago, I'm going to say. Wonderful, because, um, yeah, and they, they put him up in, curiously enough, he had a great time, right? But they put him up in Toad Hall, <laughs> um, speaking to, um, you know, invited guests, including like inside areas, etc., and yeah. they put him up in it in the in the corner of Toad Hall and and answered some questions or whatever. He then skipped in to meet Mickey, which I I was like emotional looking at the pictures and videos. Yeah. And then Natasha put out a reel of they got Brett to do the voice, where it's like Natasha, come on, <laughs> and it was like Mickey calling Natasha down to oh my god to the meet Mickey house and stuff like that. So, um yeah oh man like he's been on a whirlwind he skipped over then to the, oh i didn't even talk about it i didn't even put it on my on my agenda for the for the podcast but he skipped over to london for the disney 100 exhibition mm-hmm. where um i was on monday of this week this very week and like you you went to the one in philadelphia so we can kind of talk about this uh, like insiders yeah it's like the um, same one it was the it's same a big one. it's a huge nerd fest isn't it like really yeah. like make no mistake um I try to strike a bit of balance on my the, on my Instagram account between like obviously all people get from me on my Instagram account is like the kind of energy of Disneyland Paris and like super high energy and like hype 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 but this is a very different experience isn't it like it's a very yeah. almost somber experience it's like more like a museum um setup and um I spent about I didn't have much time and I wanted to get to the store in Bond Street as well or Oxford Street, whatever it's called. So I spent about an hour and a half going around. Like I could have spent way longer. Yeah. Um, I felt that, like I felt kind of emotional at the start when um, they didn't, because the American tour has a hologram, doesn't it, of Walt? Yeah, did yours not? It, it was a hologram, but um, Walt wasn't in 3D okay so they did have a glass effect going on with disney 100 and like logo and then a bit of like um tinkerbell going around place a bit but yeah walt and mickey were kind of 2d but still i will felt... say though i would say yeah. i i saw the hologram in philly and i genuinely like wasn't that impressed with it i think it sounds cooler than it is yeah I don't yeah, think you are missing out too much. Like, I feel like everyone was like, oh my God, holographic Walt, which sounds incredible, incredible. But when we kind of got there, we were like... A bit creepy. <laughs> it's a bit strange. It's not really... As... I had something very different in my, ma- in, the, in my head and it just yeah. didn't really live up to it. But I think it is... A, it's really worth going to. If you're a hardcore fan, it's worth taking the time to go and see it. And... I know I think London have had a bit of I've seen on social a bit of teething problems in terms of like queues and attendance and things like hopefully they get that kind of 
ironed out we were lucky enough when we went it had already been in philly for quite a few months so the initial hype it wasn't like mayhem everyone diving in to be first to see it so hopefully all the kinks will get ironed out but it is 100 percent worth going down to see um especially if you're a hardcore fan you get to see costumes and props and all the good stuff from all the popular and even the not so popular films as well they've got some quite niche stuff in there that's always good to see and they've got a whole room dedicated to parks and everything so well, it'll if take anyone's if, yeah photo have ops, a mini mouse dress mini mouse's outfits they've got and they've got a merch store like it's a must for anybody who's super into disney yeah and like just to explain it's very immersive like i was kind of it's not like a small world situation where you can see the roof and stuff like that like it's extremely immersive there's always a soundtrack playing in every room it's disney magic you know so this is in the excel center which is basically just a big box but they've cornered off um a section for the disney 100 exhibition and you know you hear wish upon a star loads you hear like uh soundtrack or music from the lion king you hear um i think you hear a bit of moana and you hear a bit of um little mermaid and things that just like really orchestral emphatic versions of these songs which are great you know it's yeah and and the great thing about london is that people can just skip over like i think that you could probably do a day trip i think so Um, gatwick i think is like 45 minutes to the xl arena Mm -hmm. or if you want to splash out and go to uh, london city airport that's right beside the xl arena like literally the same building nearly as the airport um so splash out and do that but on that i'm going to surprise you because i didn't talk about this before i'm going to use this podcast to give away a disney 100 badge and a disney 100 vip lanyard and so if you've made this far you're an hour and 13 minutes into the podcast and we'll do a kind of a you know whatever like and share thing on instagram yep um so if you're listening to this podcast you're the first people to know about this because i won't put it up for a few days um the other thing is that what you were saying about teething issues with the um this is not guaranteed now but i got an email <laughs> say from the exhibition saying that oh we're very sorry for teething issues that, that happened on monday the anniversary day and because of the teething issues if you'd like to reschedule the visit to here's a discount code or whatever so whoever oh, wins good. whoever wins um, now obviously i went to the exhibition so i don't know if this is going to work or not but whoever wins the pin and the lanyard, you can have my code and you can try and get yourself free tickets to the exhibition as well. That is so, awesome. There we go. Um, I think, is that our lot? I think that's us. I, I, think that's us. I, I had something else that I thought about after that. The Daisy 100 exhibition, oh, it's gone now. Um, yeah, like, it's been a busy few weeks. Do you know, who knows where you're going next? Like, Jimmy Kimmel, probably? Oh, if he'll have me. Yeah. Like, I really just want to say thanks for coming back to where it all started. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it all started. It, don't never forget. It all started by a podcast. Exactly. And, That's a good um, spot to drop it on. There we go. Yes. Um. Anything else? You want to leave it there? I we think that's pretty it. much everything. We won't leave it um, five, six weeks before the next one. For sure. Definitely no, not. Sir. Definitely not. No. I have a, just looking ahead, I have a trip in about four weeks. 
cool. Paris for the Christmas season. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a super family trip, like the four of us. So do not expect the best content in the world. <laughs> um, if I look in any way sane or in any way that I've slept, that'll be a bonus that for the whole, for the whole trip. Yep. Yeah. And then for December, I'm kind of keeping it open because I am expecting some sort of maybe Christmas event. Maybe. There's, there's, there's usually a kind of an Inside Ears event mm-hmm. takes place in December. So I'm keeping that free. So watch this space. We'll be back on. And that leads us then into New Year's Eve, which not saying anything, but it's not a ticketed event. But, but, I hear it's going to be worth it. If you're going for New Year's Eve, buy those hand warmers, you know, long johns, whatever you're doing, make sure you stay out for the entire night because... It's going to be a good one. They, they do good stuff for New Year's. You know, they do the bang bang. Do the boom boom. Boom boom. <laughs> boom boom. Boom boom boom. Yeah. And then we have, um, oh God, like January. Look at, I'm getting way ahead of myself here now. But the January, huh. um, so we have Main Street Electrical Parade in the Sky, aka yep. Symphony of Colors drone show starting January 8th. Then we have the Disneyland Hotel opening January 25th. We also have Magic Over Disney at Disneyland Park on, I think it's the 6th and 8th of November. Yeah. And then the 17th, 22nd, and 24th of January which is going to be interesting to see at Disneyland Park because the last few years it's been at the studios. So again, it'd be interesting to see what they do with that. And then February 10th, we have, I'm calling it the new Dream and Shine Brighter, <laughs> yep. which is the Symphony of Colors uh, parade slash stage show in front of the castle. Yeah. Oh God, that leads into March and Paddy's Day. And then in case you didn't hear, we have the small matter of the DLP Tips for Irish group trip happening. Um, April 19th two nights yep. in Santa Fe so again everyone listening to this podcast is clearly an ultra fan so get yourself on that trip um, there's no cost above like well it actually costs to stay in the hotel yeah. um, for the purpose of group trip so who knows it's going to be a good next six months I can it's feel it it's going to be good I can feel it as long as we can get you tied down for a podcast every few weeks and you're not off I'm a, I'll be around I'll be around <laughs> <laughs> if we can get your head to fit on the to fit on the screen uh, we'll be, be doing good okay so that is a wrap on episode 8 of Irish Ears a Disney fan cast you can keep up to speed with us both Stuart on DLP Tips for Irish and Megan on Megan Loves Magic Sky News Fox News whatever BBC News <laughs> I am not uh, on Fox News don't make that immediately <laughs> stop, 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 stop. the Disney Channel uh, please send Disney us your channel. feedback with anything you'd like to be discussed on the podcast like we're looking for other ideas and we have lots of ideas but we're going to get guests on the show we're looking if you want anything discussed like if you want a particular type of tips for trips and things like that just let us know otherwise we're going to keep things very chatty and very generic yeah um, but we do have lots of ideas about what we're going to get through in the coming months but for now we'll say abianto abianto see you soon <laughs> abianto see you soon boom boom <laughs>